Well, hello, everybody. This is Reverend Sharon Gray and the kid sis, Minister Tasha. And we are here once again on our podcast. I believe this is number 12. Yes, yes, yes. God is faithful. God is faithful. Welcome to the No Name Podcast. We may not have a name, but we have content. And we are very, very, very excited that you have joined our podcast and that you listen to our podcast. The Kid Sis will give you all of that information about the podcast, how you subscribe, where you send an email and all of that. So before we do that, Kid Sis, what is, describe your week in one word. Lazy. Lazy. <laughs> wow. 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 Okay. I mean, that's an honest answer. Very good. But how it goes is if you had to describe your week in one word, what would that one word be? So mine was lazy. And what is yours? If I had to describe my week in one word, it would be busy. Okay. It will be busy. You want to say why? Did you say why? Oh, that's how we started the show today, huh? <laughs> I guess. Don't. Okay. You... I, it's okay. You don't want the people to know your business. It's all right. I don't want the people to know my business. <laughs> I'm just saying. Clearly. So my week was busy is because I started school again. Woo! Yes. And I'm so very excited. Very, very, very excited. Because what I'm doing is my passion. What are you doing? I am pursuing my Master of Arts degree. And youth and family ministry. Woo, woo. So excited, so excited. I just think, I, I, I really believe that God gave the youth. Well, I'm just talking about myself. I can't talk about anybody else. God has given me the, the, the ability to pour into young people. And I love working with the young people. And I want to be able to make a difference in their lives. So I'm really excited about this journey. I'm really excited about it. Well, congratulations to you for Thank you very much. getting the opportunity to. So I think it's, sometimes it's important to note that you already work in your passion area, so to speak, at church. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it's it, it's important to see and to know that just because you work in that area does not mean that you know everything about that area. And sometimes going back to school and getting taking classes, doing seminars and workshops and things uh, and things of that nature just helps further your growth and development in that area. Um, and it it will definitely, I've said this, I think before, I don't know if it was on here or on, on Instagram, 
Um, but school, workshops, seminars, webinars, all of it will stretch you and it will force you to grow in areas that you may not even have thought of. Mm -hmm. Even if it is in something that you're passionate about, I'm sure that on this journey, you'll be stretched. And I'm excited for you. You know, I'm Thank you. for you. Thank you. you. Know, I already know that you are going to be successful. Thank you. I appreciate that. And as, as especially with my age, my, my generation is so far from this generation. And so it doesn't hurt to get the education and to get the knowledge because we have to be progressive when it comes to our young people. When it, whatever you do, when I was um, working with the youth in the early 200s, 200s? I mean, 2000. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and I'm a little tired. The life of a student, I was up late. So in the, in the early 2000s, working with the young people is different 22 years later. You know what I'm saying? It's different. I've had several groups that I've worked with and each group is different. Each group is different. So it's important and imperative that we get the, the training. And not only do we get the, the, the book smart and, and we have to pray, but we have to get the training from the young people as well. And I, it, and that's across the board, not just with youth ministry that's at work in our various careers Mm -hmm. technology changes times change processes mm -hmm. change you know the way that we did things 20 years ago or even five years ago for that matter right is the same way that we do things today so it's important for all of us to continue to expand our knowledge and to transform so that we can keep up with the times exactly and i know and i don't know how many fields this this relates to but I know like in child development courses and therapy and all of that, they have what's called continuing education. Mm -hmm. And every so often they have to take classes so that they can stay up to date right? Um, about their field. So exactly. it's the same across the board. Like we all have to do what we have to do to stay up to date, to stay knowledgeable so that we can continue to be relevant. Um, and I think that's with the church too, right? The church has to continue to be relevant so we have to do continuing education as well, right? That's um, why we have trainings and, and Sunday school retreats and ministers conferences and the even our ushers, they have a, 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 a conference. And so it's important. It's important that we expand our minds so that we can serve this present age. It's it's really it's 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 imperative. That we not just think, oh, what worked before is going to continue, is going to work with this, you know, new generation or these new times or with, you know, on our jobs. It We have to be, we have to be stretched and it doesn't help, doesn't hurt to pick up a book. Our, on my job, 
we had teams. We used teams as a, a form of communication. And my boss, he kept saying before we got it, look, look up teams, look up teams. Read. If you need help, ask somebody. But this is what we're going to use throughout the company. So you need to be knowledgeable with teams. And I was so excited because I made a poll in teams. Never made a poll before, but I made a poll in teams so that I could get some information from my team members. And it worked. I was so excited. I was so excited because if you want to promote, if you want more, then it's good to go that extra step. Because the only thing my boss said, talk to the team and see what you guys want to do for Christmas, for the holidays. I said, okay. I said, wait a minute. I wonder if I can do a poll. And I asked one of my coworkers and he was like, oh yeah, it's in there. You could do it, found it and it went out. So it's important. It's important to stretch yourself. This is what I was trying to say. Never mess with the foundation. Like you have a house, like in your house, you never mess with the foundation, but you can always remodel. You can always remodel. So I'm not saying that we have to, especially in the church, that we have to change the foundational things. And I see you, I see you. But this <laughs> is what I believe. And we can agree to disagree. Yeah. But yeah, we can agree to disagree. I just yeah. don't believe that if messing with the foundation is something that we need to do. And that's just, I mean, you can remodel all you want. Because if you mess up the foundation in your home, the home is messed up. Even but, when you mess with the um the, the axle in your car, your car is gone. So, you know, we can agree to disagree. We always do. But that's just how I feel. Go ahead. That's only if the structure was built on top of a firm foundation. If you. the if the foundation was never firm from the be, from the beginning, then you gotta you gotta tear it up, and you have to restart. Like nah, and I totally but I totally agree. But what I'm talking about is the firm foundation. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the messed up foundation. I'm just talking about the firm foundation that's firm. That's it. There are so many songs that have come out as a result of Jesus loves me so many songs didn't change the foundation but just built on that song built on that song built on the next song nevertheless that was definitely not our topic for today's episode <laughs> Uh, but we are going to get into the show. But first, um, like B Big Sis said at the beginning, welcome to episode 12 of the no 12 of the No Name Podcast. If at any point these episodes have been a blessing to you, if they have made you think a little bit harder, if they have encouraged you in some way, we invite you to like, share, subscribe, leave a review. Um, do all of the above. 
and we say thank you for your support. Um, if this is your first time tuning in, enjoy the ride. <laughs> enjoy the Please. ride. <laughs> sometimes we agree, sometimes we disagree, uh, but tune in to see what we will uh, agree or disagree on for today's episode. You already heard One Piece. Um, so we are excited about how we are going to continue to move in this episode. So, sis. Yes. Sister, sister, sister. And and before she... um, Here we go. Before she answer, Before I answer her. I didn't even ask the question yet. No, but look, before she answers the question, all I want to say is we are two of God's servants who not, we don't take this for granted, nor do we take it lightly, but we thank God for this opportunity. We take, we take, we thank God for this opportunity to present this podcast for you. All right, go ahead. Oh look, we got a we got an announcement. Can I make the announcement? Yes, let's we make the announcement. Have an Instagram page, so uh, go Woo! ahead, and follow us on Instagram at underscore no name podcast. Again, that is at underscore no name podcast, which will also be listed in the show notes. Right. Sis, yes, sis, so start. Yeah. Uh-huh. What are we talking about today? So tonight we are talking about knowing your self-worth. I mean, I kind of liked where we were, but tonight we're going to talk about knowing your self-worth, knowing who you are, knowing who you are, knowing that God made you on purpose. He made you on purpose. And even he knew us even before he put us in our, 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 our mother's womb. So he made us on purpose. And we have to know who we are and who we belong to. Why do you think that's important? Well, I was getting ready to ask you that, honestly. Um, oh, no, I got you. I got you before you got to me. Whatever. I'll share what I told the young people. Was it a couple uh -huh. weeks ago now? Maybe like three uh -huh. weeks ago. I'm not sure. It was the third Sunday. I know that. Uh -huh. but it was on a third Sunday. And I do. I often start off with activities for our, uh -huh. young, our young people typically don't come in the door talking. <laughs> uh, right, right, right. Nine, nine thirty is early for them. I mean, so they're still a little bit sleepy. So I, I right. typically try and to, quiet. Yeah. I typically try to start the lesson with an activity to get their brain cells up, to get them up and talking. And this particular Sunday, I gave them index cards, three by five index cards. Uh -huh. And I and I asked them to write three facts about uh -huh. themselves. Three facts about themselves. That was a good uh, uh, exercise. Thank you. Uh, and thank you. You're welcome. And some of them, in fact, like 
97% of them uh-huh. struggled with writing three things about themselves. Uh-huh. Uh, most of the people in the room um, struggled with writing three things about themselves. And I found that interesting. Uh-huh. It led me off into a, a totally different direction before starting the lesson. Uh-huh. Because if, when we don't know ourselves, we will get caught up in anything. We will accept anything. We will do anything. Mm-hmm. So it's it's very, very important that we have a good handle on who God has created us to be. That's right. On who God calls us, right? Right. Many people can call us many different things. <laughs> I have a couple of nicknames. I have my legal name, right? Right. Uh, but what's important is how God sees us. Right. And I wanted them to understand that if they if they don't begin to learn about themselves. Now, granted, we change over time. We, we uh-huh. mature over time. Things that I liked at 13, I don't necessarily like at 39. Right, right. Life. Our, uh-huh. our our taste buds change, all of that great stuff. Um, but if we don't have a basic understanding uh-huh. of who we are and what we're worth, right. we will tend to accept any and everything. Wow. Say that again. If we don't what? If we don't have a basic understanding of who we are and our self, self-worth, we tend to accept any and everything. And can you give me some examples of what we accept? So ladies will accept any kind of attention from a man. Mm-hmm. Fellas, you'll accept any kind of attention from a woman. Uh-huh. We'll accept any kind of treatment we'll put up with anything because we don't know what we like. We don't know who we are. We don't know who God says that we are. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so we're not, I mean, I, I know I keep saying it, but it's true. Like if, if you don't know you, there's no telling what you will end up trying and doing mm-hmm. because you don't know you. Right. Right. And, and a moment of transparency because of the state of mind I was in after one of my breakups, I got into a toxic relationship. It was toxic because just to say, you know, I have, you know, I have a dude just to say that, you know, I'm in a relationship, but in that relationship, it wasn't right. It wasn't right. But from that relationship, it taught me that I don't have to take anything. Now, it doesn't mean that, you know, my and I thank God for for my parents. I thank God for my mother because of what she instilled in me. I thank God for that. I thank God that I am strong. I thank God that I realize that I don't have to take anything from anybody. I thank God that nobody can make me do what I don't want to do. You know, you know that makes sense? Mm-hmm. Because 
not only do it because of me is who I have to answer to. If that makes sense. If that, if that makes sense, go ahead. So my question would be, how do you get to that point? Right. And, and I asked that question because I am starting to get to that point for mm -hmm. a long time. I was afraid of 40, mm -hmm. very afraid of 40. Uh -huh. Like I'm scared. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. I had a conversation with, with a young lady um, who's in her mid forties. Uh -huh. And she told me, she, she basically told me to embrace it because now you're going to be, you're going to be setting who you are. Of course, you're going to mature and things of that nature, but mm -hmm. you will begin to understand what you like, what you don't like. You'll begin what to you won't tolerate. Right. You'll begin to understand your worth, how valuable you are, mm -hmm. and you won't put up with the foolishness anymore. You don't have time for it. And and here's and here's the thing here's the thing that's that's flipping me out right because mm -hmm. internally we can say won't we what we will and will not tolerate mm -hmm. but I truly believe the closer you get to forty the more verbal you become. No, it's true, and it, it and and it starts. It really really starts at, in 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 your thirties. Mm -hmm. It really really starts in your thirties. But when you hit forty, oh, you have you don't have time. And then when you when you hit your fifties, oh, it's a wrap. And not saying that you think that you're better than anyone, or you think that you know you're not gonna get your feelings hurt. It's none of that. It's just who you know. It's you know who you are. So why do we have to wait till forty? Right. Like why, why can't we learn some of this? And some people have it, right? Some people uh -huh. because of their upbringing and, and their parents were very solid on it and, and they right. had mentors and the things of that nature that straight out told them. Right. Uh, but for some of us, we didn't have that growing up. And so right. we, we, we hit those different life cycles and now it's like, you know what, <laughs> what I'm not about to put up with. Exactly. It's <laughs> exactly. And, and another point of transparency for me was, you know, I went as a kid, you know, of course, dark skin and I was overweight. They didn't really talk about my weight so much, but they talked about me being dark, about me, you know, being black. You know how kids are. And so my parents was in one ear and the kids were in the other ear. So who drowned out who? Your parents drowned out the kids. Oh, yeah. My, the, my parents drowned all that out. I'm not going to say that. And I, But yeah, my parents drowned it all out. And I'm grateful for that because that made me. Now, you know, as we go through different phases, there was still more for me to learn. And it's still, I had to still become who I was. But the foundation was laid. The foundation was laid. But again, I guess my question is, how do we how do we get to that point? Right. I don't want everybody to have to wait till 40. I don't want some people to wait till 40. Right. So um, Psalms 139 says you made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. 
Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O oh God. They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. And when I wake up, you are still with me. So the word says, tells me who I am, tells me who, what God did for me before he put me in my mother's womb. He told, he, the, um, David said that, um, every moment was laid out. He can't even count them. So God was very, His he, he in him making us, he was very intricate and he had a purpose in mind. So if David knew how God made him and why God made him, how come we can't know? If we really get to know the word of God and what the word God says about us, then we wouldn't allow people to when they say what they they say about us it shouldn't tear us down even though sometimes words hurt they do they do okay but when you go back and you think about it who are you really who do you belong to hold on time off. okay flag on the play time uh -huh. rewind reverse whatever uh -huh. so it's one thing to know what the Bible says. And it's another thing to internalize what the Bible says. You're, you're looking at me funny. Hear me. So I can memorize scripture, but just because I've memorized scripture and I've read it does not necessarily mean that it's deep down in my heart and that I have internalized what it says so do you memorize scripture or do you live it hear me I'm memorizing living. and living are two separate things so it's it's That's not right we can't we can i think it's it's problematic to just leave it as no scripture that's problematic because it's deeper than just knowing scripture memorizing scripture and living scripture are two different things. So if, so again, let's go back to if the word of God, the Bible is not ministering to us, throw the whole Bible away. Who said it that it wasn't? All I'm saying is, uh -huh. yeah, you can read it. That's absolutely perfect. That's fine. What right? is it for? Uh -huh. But you have to internalize scripture. So make, make it, make it personal, right? My, my favorite example that I use for young people is John 3, 16. Uh -huh. For God so loved the word that he gave his only begotten son to whosoever. Believe it in him. Shall not perish, but have. Everlasting life. So 
We can we can memorize that all day. It's one of the uh, first scriptures you learn in children's church, right? Right. Uh -huh. But until you internalize what the text is saying, uh-huh, is when it actually means something to you. So when do we get to a, a point where we let the word of God be the word of God? When do we get to that point? The word and of Good. I told y'all enjoy the ride. The word of God is always going to be the word of God. Yeah, it, it'll never fade, but it'll never um the word of the Lord will uh will never pass away. So it's been here. It's been here for over 2000 years. When because he's a gentleman, the word the Lord is a gentleman. He's not going to knock us over the head and say, you better read this and you better, he's not going to do that. Who's responsible for us? Who's responsible for one to know the word of God? Who's responsible? That's on us. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm not trying to be super deep. I'm not trying to be super spiritual, but the word of God should govern our lives. But Again, it will don't Again, don't mess with the foundation. But if there are some self-help classes out there for you, if there are some, some seminars on how to, you know, knowing who you are, fine. But the foundation is the word of God. Go ahead. The word of God will only govern our lives when we actually believe it. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Uh-huh. I'm saying I could, I could read and I can memorize Psalm 119. I can read Jeremiah and memorize, uh, I can read and memorize Jeremiah 29, 11. I can read and memorize Romans 8, 28. I can read and memorize all of that stuff. All okay. of those verses. Okay. But it's, so, go ahead. It's only when I have internalized it. It's only when I've taken the time to meditate on it. Uh-huh. Then it'll govern my life. So Jeremiah 29, 11, what does that mean to you? Read it. For I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. There are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. So you hear that and you just let it go over your head. Or has there been a time that You've lived Jeremiah 29, 11 out loud. But that's what I'm saying. For some people, it may go over their head because they haven't experienced it. And I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about. So this, this knowing your worth, that's for Christians as well as non-Christians, because you need to know who you are. But I'm talking about Christians that, have read the word of God and you have to apply it to your life. You got to apply it. Again, if we're not going to do that, then just throw the whole Bible away. You have extremes. I No, I don't. <laughs> I just think it's just time. You have extremes. No, it's not. I don't think it's extremes. I just think that 
we should know and live by the word of God. We should, especially as Christians. But the fact is, uh -huh. because every single Christian has not internalized the Bible, because every single Christian has not meditated on the Bible, it may or may not be the governing force. Okay. You can't just, it's, it's, it's more than just reading the Bible. There's more to it than that. Uh-huh. So, so, so Psalms 1 says, all the joys of those who do not, and I'm, I'm this is a new living translation. You know what? Let me go to the King James Version. It says, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. So it didn't, the, the, the scripture did not say that the Lord is going to make that person meditate. The meditation comes when that person, what's the word that we, that we intentionality. We have to be intentional about studying, meditating on the word of God, because Romans 12, one says that we have to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. I'm not saying that I disagree with that statement. I just can't make the 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 generalization or the assumption that that's what every Christian does. No. I didn't say every Christian does it. I'm saying every Christian should do it. Okay. For instance. I, I'm not, I, I, I recognize and I understand that there are some of us who don't meditate on the word, right? Uh -huh. Should we? Absolutely. Does the Bible tell us to do that? Absolutely. When we meditate on the word, that's when it begins to mean something to us. Okay. Case in point. When you did prayer this morning, no, uh -huh. when you did prayer yesterday morning, uh -huh. why did you choose that scripture? Oh, you want the honest answer? I was looking at something. And that scripture came up. No, I was doing, I know what it was. I was doing a devotional. I do uh, different devotionals on you version. And uh -huh. that was one of the scriptures for one of the days that I did. So why did you choose that scripture? Because it was a part of the devotional that I was doing. So it did, it, it did not speak to you. It did not, nothing st stood out to you about that scripture. Yeah. Okay. So why did you choose that scripture? Because the scripture spoke to you and you wanted to share it or, you know, why did you use it? Or just, Oh, I see this in you version. So, so I, I, I just see this on you version. So I'm going to read this. Don't act like people don't do that. Don't I'm do asking that. you don't a question. I'm uh -uh. asking you a question. Nope. I'm about to do. No, nope, I'm asking you the <laughs> question. No, uh -huh. there was something. Okay, so I, I selected that particular scripture, right? Because uh -huh. we were on prayer. And, and a part of the scripture is asking God to fulfill our petitions. Okay. 
right? So I forgot what, I think it was Psalm 22, somewhere up in there. Uh -huh. um, David, the author, was writing a plea to God. Um, I believe it was about, it was, you know, fighting against or running away from some enemies or something. I forgot the context. Uh -huh. But his request was, God, fulfill my petition. So uh -huh. because we are on a prayer line, I'm uh -huh. like, okay, cool. God, hear our prayers. Please answer our prayers. It fits. Now, there are moments and there are days where some of us will pull up you version. But I'm not talking about that. Day. I'm not, I'm not I'm talking saying, about like, that. We can't make the general assumption that every single scripture speaks at any given moment in time. So the scripture that you read yesterday in prayer, did it speak to you? It fit the occasion. Wow. Okay. So it didn't speak to you. So it, again. <laughs> Come on. It fit the occasion. Okay. Right? That That's like, I'm not even going to give that example. But there are, there, there, there's, there's something for everything. Can we agree with that statement? I'm listening. I'm asking a question. Can we agree with that statement? I don't, I, you have to unpack that. For example, if there's a scripture about loneliness, there's a scripture dealing with hope. There's a scripture dealing with fear. There's a scripture dealing with love. There's a scripture for almost, I don't want to say every emotion or situation. There's uh -huh. a scripture for everything. Uh-huh. Right. So when you are calling into a prayer line, right? Yes, there are times where there are scriptures that speak to you. And in that moment, that's what you want to use. There are also times where there are scriptures that fit that moment. For example, we go on bereavement visits. Right? Uh-huh. We select scriptures that fit the moment. Now, in previous circumstances, have those scriptures spoken to us? Probably. Exactly. Thank however, you. no, however, uh -huh. in uh -huh. that case, uh -huh. I'm not, I, let me speak for me. Uh-huh. When I'm going to bereavement visits, I'm not like, okay, what scripture spoke to me when I lost such and such person? Because that may not fit this moment. Every situation is different. But it's not even that. Because, and, it's, and, and the Holy Ghost, he'll bring all things to your remembrance. And so you may think that, okay, well, this is, let me look through and see what I can find. But because that scripture spoke to you, nine times out of 10, you're going to go to that scripture because that scripture helped. That's you because you're deep. No, I'm not deep. Again, okay, let me ask you this question. Again, That's you you we deep. are talking, no, we We're are talking, talking about, about self-worth. <laughs> we are talking about knowing your self-worth. Now, we we cannot we cannot be caught up in pride. We cannot think of ourselves more highly than we are. We can't because pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. So we can't. We but you have to know who you are in him. Now, my question to you is, you preached on Sunday, right? Absolutely. So, you just pulled that scripture out of the air? No, God had to give me that scripture. My 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 prayer to him was, God, give me something that fits the house. Hear me. God, give me a word 
that fits this house or this situation. Have you ever have you ever read that word before? Have you ever um, put time in on that particular scripture? No. Wow. No. Okay. And I'm being 1000% honest. Do I know the story? Yes. Have I sat down and studied in depth that particular chapter? Not until that moment when I had to preach it. And that's me being 1000% transparent and honest. The look on your face says it all. I think one day we're going to have to, we're, we're just going to have to start recording the video as well. So people can see the looks that you give me. Because I think like my sister oftentimes thinks that I'm a heathen and all kind of stuff. But it's all right. I know who I am. I know my self-worth. Exactly. Exactly. And how do you know your self-worth? Because I know what God says about me. Oh, really? Yep. And where does that come from? It's come from the Bible. But oh, understand wow. something. Understand. Understand. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. I've been I've been in church for a long time, <laughs> a long time. It's a it's a lot of people that's however, been in church for a long time. They don't know however, who they are. Uh -huh. But so that was leading to my point. Uh huh. It wasn't until I took the time to find out and to really understand what God says about me that I was able to recognize my self worth. Wow. Are you kidding me? No, I'm serious. Wow. So you took the time. Because I said in the beginning, I, you can't just do scripture by rote and expect it to take root and to change your life. Not what you said. What did I say? You said we supposed to know scripture. And because we know scripture, that's it. No, I didn't say no. When I release no. this episode, no, you're gonna have to re-listen. No, 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 because I said it's the nah. word of God that transforms us by the renewal of our mind. You can memorize it all you want, but until it takes root and you believe what God says about you, you're saying yeah. what I was saying. Huh? You're saying oh. what I was saying. Nope. Because okay. here's the thing. We were we were both saying it, but we were saying it two separate ways. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm paying attention. I am paying you attention. You're going to go back and you're going to listen to this whole episode and be like, what? We have to know our self-worth. And this is what I said. It starts with the word of God. There are other things out there to help you. You have your support group. You have your parents. You have your friends that's going to hype you up. And that's going to, you know, you're doing a good job and, you know, I'm rooting for you and all of that. But the word of God is the foundation. And I'm not talking about just knowing off the top of your head, um, John 3, 16. You have to internalize that word. Wow, that sounds familiar. Oh, my goodness gracious of my life. Okay. So here's the thing. <laughs> Man, that sounds familiar. Here, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Watch. You have to know your self worth. You have to know your self worth because when okay, so sis, talk about when you don't know 
your self-worth. We did that. No, I'm talking about go deeper. Go, I know, but go deeper than that. I know you talked about the man, if you don't do this and she'll, you'll grab anything woman, but I'm talking about the whole gamut. I'm not talking about just relationship wise. I'm talking about people, period. I say you, you'll tolerate anything. Like I said, all that. Go ahead and say what you want to say. Cause no, I go feel ahead. like you trying to leave somewhere. So go ahead. When you know who you are, you will not allow people to talk to you any kind of way. You will not tolerate foolishness. You will not argue with someone because of what they said or who or, or any of that. You're going to walk away from that situation now. You may be hurt, you may be bruised, but because you know who you are, you're going to walk away from that situation and either you're going to pray about it, you're going to realize that what they said doesn't matter, or you're going to say, forget them. So I like to, I'm a practical person. Uh -huh. very practical person so I like to try to leave one or two or three practical things that we can do right. today I probably only have one or two uh -huh. but the first practical step for me is something that we've been talking about throughout this entire conversation uh -huh. um, know who God says you are right. right so that's practical step number one um that uh -huh. will involve like we said, going through the Bible, looking uh -huh. at different verses um, about how God describes us, right? I um, mean, uh -huh. I think a another part of that is actually writing that down. Uh, for those uh -huh. who to see it all the time, you can you can create a wallpaper on your phone on Canva.com. Uh -huh. You can save that as your phone screen. You can write it on post-it notes and post it throughout your house. Um, you can write it on your bathroom mirror, uh, put it where you see it every single day and just uh, restate those things to yourself every single day. Some people may have an issue with the word affirmation. Why? I have no clue, uh -huh. um, but you can actually use scripture as affirmation. All right. So if God says that in, in the in, in Deuteronomy uh, chapter 28, uh, God, the Bible says that we are ba basically it's saying that we're the head, not the tail. Right. So I can write that on a post-it. I can put it up on my refrigerator, my mirror, whatever, uh, write that and I'll put it up and I'll just keep saying to myself, God says that I'm, I'm the head and not the tail. Right. God says that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And just repeat right. those things to yourself every single day. I mean, you will begin to internalize what God says about you and as you are saying that then you will start to believe it then it, it then it gets deep down in your heart and you know you know what that's true god right. said it you know that's true it's 100 percent true i'm the head and not the tail i'm above and not beneath them I'm, I'm the the lender not the bar borrower yes and and all of those different ways that God uses to describe us. So those are my 
my practical steps for you. Um, if you, you know, want to do them, go ahead, have it your way. Uh, but that's what I've tried to do for myself is to just reaffirm the things that God has said about me. Because here, here's the thing. The enemy goes around as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He does not want any of us to believe what God has to say about us. He doesn't. So that means that he's going to try any, he's going to use any and everybody, it, situations, circumstances to try to break you down. He is. But Proverbs 4.23 says, above all else, guard your heart for it, for it is the wellspring of life. So we have to guard our hearts as well. Life is, especially this Christian walk, it's not easy. It's not easy at all. There are so many scriptures that we have to, to grab a hold to so that we can heal, we can be set free, we can flourish, we can grow, we can help somebody else that may feel, you know, what we did. They may feel how we did. And so it's important to us to know who we are so that we can help the next person. Because it doesn't make sense for me to know my self-worth. And I see one of my sisters or brothers that's holding their head down, you know, not really, you know, walking in the fullness of life. It's, it's, it's for me to help somebody so that they can be better. You know, the Bible says that he, uh, Jesus came that we may have life and have it more abundantly. I don't have to live this, this horrible life or I don't have to, you know, act like I'm not loved. Jesus came that I may have life and have that life abundantly that I make, that I can enjoy things that I can enjoy things that are, you know, um, in this world, I can enjoy them because that's why he came. That's why he shed his blood. One, so that I can have eternal life. Hallelujah. And if you do not have eternal life, all you have to do is accept the Lord as your personal savior, confess your sins. No, believe in him and confess your sins. Ask him to be the Lord of your life. That's it. That's it. And then as you allow him, you nurture your relationship with him. Then you will know that you're the head and not the tail. You're above and not beneath. You will know that he said he promised that he will never leave you or forsake you. Then you will know that he will lift up when the enemy comes in like a flood. He'll lift up a standard before you. You'll know those things. And you will know your self-worth. You're a Christian. You're, you're a peculiar person. You're an heir. You're a, a joint heir. Um, Jesus is our elder brother. The only way you're going to know that is in the Bible. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. We really do appreciate it. And I pray, I, honestly, for real, I pray that this episode 
was a blessing to you. I really do. And I pray that as you heard the kid sisters, what did you call them? Practical tips. Practical tips. I pray that you use them. And I pray that you allow the word of God to minister to you so that you can know who you really are. And don't forget, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Let's pray. God, how we thank you for this podcast tonight. I pray that there is someone that needs to know who they really are. God, that they will cry out to you. And God, that they will you will give them the steps to take and you will open up your word to them so that no one will take advantage of them so that they won't allow people to to try and break them down and they won't allow the words that people say to try and hurt them that that those words they won't internalize those words god i pray god that they will remember that they are fearfully and wonderfully made and that they have to guard their hearts in the name of jesus because out of it flows the issues of life lord i thank you for my sister i pray god that you will um, continue to use her. I pray, God, that you will continue to uh, open up your word to her, God. I pray that you will continue to use her for your glory. I pray, God, in Jesus' name, that as she is uh, preparing for school and studying, oh God, that you will open up her understanding, Father God, and that you will stretch her, oh God, in the name of Jesus, because coming out of this, God, is not just a PhD but a doctorate, but coming out of it is a servant that is willing to go the distance. So Lord, I pray for everyone, every listening ear. I pray, Father God, that you will meet every need. I pray, God, that you will forgive us of our sins and create in us a clean heart. Lord, have your way in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.